Welcome to Grow Your Influence Tree with your host, Leonard Kim. This is the show especially for those that want to be among the top influencers of the world. We'll help you build your brand, tell the most compelling story, build your reputation and grow your audience, and attract the top clients and customers. Listen to the experts. Think like they do, and you'll be on your way. Now, here's Leonard Kim. Hey everyone, Leonard Kim here, and welcome to another episode of Grow Your Influence Tree. <clears throat> Today we're going to be talking about marketing and all the fundamental uh, effects that it does when you apply it towards your business and what you're doing. Now, when most people go out there and think about marketing, what they do is they focus on nowadays more social media than anything else. So a lot of the popular channels out there are like TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and so forth. But when we really think about what really maintains a large effect when it goes to marketing is the fact that a lot of people, especially the people with money, are not really on these social media platforms, but more on the older platforms like Google and so forth. So when we think about that, what we really have to do is become more holistic in our strategies and exactly what it is that we're doing. While targeting social media is great, it's also very, you have to be very conscious of also going out there and targeting the larger audience at hand. And in order to do that, what you kind of have to do is you have to make more Google first type of strategy with what you're doing. Um, with the statistics and how everything's going right now is um, Google has always been the number one search engine out there. But with Gen Z going out there and doing more searches now than ever, Instagram and TikTok's uh, search engines have also increased significantly. However, if you're running like a business where you're doing 5,000 deals, $10,000 deals, $100,000 deals, million-dollar deals, and things that are bigger in nature, you have to think about where exactly is that audience going to be? While Gen Z might be increasing those searches on places like TikTok and Instagram, does that really translate to how to go out there and reach that core audience that you're trying to target for these bigger services that you're offering? Chances are you're not directing your effort into the right audience that's going to go out there and translate into a direct result. So what we have to do is we have to flip it to a Google first uh, strategy. When we think about Google first, we have a lot of things to really consider. We have to think about what search terms people are looking for, what credibility factors people are looking for, what kind of links that they're clicking on. And <clears throat> It's a wide perspective of exactly what it is that people are going to be looking for in regards to their marketing efforts and how to go out there and <clears throat> communicate a message that's going to directly translate to that target audience. So, for example, if you're running a hospital, for example, and you're doing urological care, you have to think about the different keywords that <clears throat> distinguish what you do and you're a particular field. 
Now there is going to be all the things out there from like prostate cancer to uterine fibroids and so many other things that you could really think about that would really go and cater to that specific audience. So what you have to do is you have to flip it around and you have to work through your departments and your teams uh, within your organizations to see what it is that your company does and you have to tell the most compelling story about that particular thing that you do or the multiple things that you do at your organization so then you could take up as much space on the search engines as possible. Your ultimate uh, goal uh, in regards to doing all this is you're going to want to go out there and communicate this message to as many people as possible who are looking for that specific message. So when you're thinking about doing this, uh, you have uh, all these different search terms that you're kind of going after and you're figuring out what kind of message you want to go out there and communicate. And while you're doing that, uh, you want to think about how to tell the most compelling story possible for that target audience. So let's say you're talking about, let's say the topic of prostate cancer, for example. What you kind of want to do is you want to kind of expand your reach from just talking about prostate cancer and what it is to talking about what kind of people are able to get prostate cancer, what kind of age ranges it falls under, what that condition looks like, what the services offered and to counteract that issue are, what those results look like, what treatment plans look like, what kind of medication usually goes with it, um, what the uh, success uh, probabilities usually are for said instance, um, what kind of different uh, variables are out there to kind of tell a more compelling story. Also, you might want to enter in uh, <clears throat> demographics data that kind of talks about what kind of people specifically get this, uh, what kind of age ranges, um, what kind of diets lead to it. And when you kind of go out there, you want to focus on creating the most comprehensive piece possible. Now, in the past, if you looked up anything in relation to a medical condition or something like that, what you would find is that the leader of the search engine results usually tended to be WebMD. And what WebMD used to do is they used to go out there and talk briefly about the problem, but made it feel like you always were dying if you were encountering a symptom of any type, even as minimal as a minor headache. And what that did is it instilled a lot of fear in a lot of people and made them self-conscious about what was going on with their bodies and so forth. And it kind of put a little bit of a damper into what people were doing and how they were going out there and communicating what they were doing. So as time progressed, a lot of health institutions went out there and made more comprehensive data in regards to this. 
some of these uh, pieces of content when we first looked around were about 500 words that were online. And now as time progresses, there's uh, content out there that's like a thousand words, 1500 words, 2000 words, sometimes 2500 words, and sometimes even further than that. So when we look at the big gap of the new content that's being created out there, uh, we see that the results on these search engines change from WebMD to other institutions out there. And through this change of the institutional content that's being created in regards to what's going up on the search engines, we see that as rankings change, people's perspectives of the information that they gather is changing as well. Now, something like prostate cancer could be handled intermittently anywhere in the world. You could go out there and have treatment over in Australia. You could have it done in Turkey. You could have it done anywhere in the continental United States. And what people really look for when they're going out there and doing a procedure like this is they want to go to the best institution possible, especially if they care ultimately about their health. So sometimes what you'll end up finding is there's someone who might be living in like London, for example, traveling to the United States to get a procedure done. And you don't see this only in healthcare, you see this in business as well. For example, with my marketing firm, I've not only attracted clients within the continental United States, I've also worked with people who worked in, uh, who um, reside in Canada, Italy, uh, the UK, and other places as well, and the UAE as well. So when you think about that wide perspective, and Australia too, so when you think about the wide perspective of the types of people that you could go and attract, what you're doing is with these content marketing efforts, it opens up the door for you to work with people who might not even be in your local area. So what you want to do with this content is you not only want to go out there and display what you're doing as being comprehensive, you also want to tell a compelling story that gets people into your door, calling your business and going out there and doing things that result in translating into new business for you. So in order to do that, uh, one, what you have to do is you have to think about the search engine ranking and how to move your listing to the top of that list. Partially, as we stated, is it's about telling that compelling story and getting people to know the full details of what's going on with that particular issue. The other side of it is to go out there and build up the credibility of the institution. Now, there's places everywhere that do, that probably end up doing exactly what it is that you do. So many people have a choice between wanting to go to your organization or another organization. And it makes it a little bit difficult when you think about how to go out there and segregate yourself from other players. Now, most places, um, what they end up doing is they, hire talent to go out there and perform the duties or they have a software or, or a technology that 
really reigns as an elite provider in regards to what they are doing. And this opens up the opportunity to go out there and provide the best of care or the best services possible in regards to communicating a message that really resonates with the people and providing a service that uh, people are going to be happy with. Um, nowadays, people don't really go out there and create services or products that are that people aren't going to be happy with. Uh, we put a lot of time and care and energy into what it is that we're doing. And because of that, what we do is go out there and communicate a way for us to go and supply something to the masses that is going to make an impact in their lives. So by going out there and doing this, um, what we are doing is we're creating a way to go and get repeat customers for our business through testimonials, through referrals, and making sure that we have a quality business that's able to go out there and provide services for the customers that we uh, cater to. And when we think about this, one of the ways to really go out there and communicate that message is by going out there and highlighting the expertise of our uh, other people who are providing those services. Now, I'll get more into that uh, after our commercial break, but um, if you want to find me online, you can find me at Mr. Leonard Kim on Twitter, uh, and we'll be back after this commercial break. Voice America is available on your Google Connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get amplified. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business, and the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Klass. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. 
The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel with a replay on Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. This is Grow Your Influence Tree. To reach Leonard Kim or his guest, call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Hey, everyone. Leonard Kim here with Grow Your Influence Tree. And we, uh, where we left off with uh, what we were discussing is going out there and creating content that relates to these search engines so that you can really go out there and target your audience that you're looking for to get more traffic into the door for the business that you're operating. Now, in regards to going out there and highlighting, what we left off with is going out there and figuring out what to highlight in regards to making sure that people know that your institution and the people that you work with are the absolute best of what they do so you can segregate yourself from the other competitors out there on the market. So when we think about going out there and relaying this message to others, the best way to really go out there and do that in regards to the institution would be to talk about how long it's been in business, uh, the different services it featured, to go out there and highlight some of the key things that have segregated this uh, your company from others in regards to the services that it provides. For example, and that uh, urology example, if we were using prostate cancer, what we want to do is talk about maybe some of the use cases and the success stories, maybe even the success rate that your institution has above others in regards to positive outcomes with that particular service. Now, uh, there's different ways to do this. You could put in different stories or uh, links to different uh, areas where you could go and relay this information even further so you could have a more comprehensive look of exactly what it is that your institution is able to do in regards to other uh, organizations of the like matter. And you could go and create a plethora of content in regards to that so people have a more comprehensive look. Now, that first piece of content that we kind of talked about is to go out there and establish authority in the space so people know that your institution does know what you're talking about and that you're an expert in regards to that particular service. Uh, if you have tens to twenties to hundreds of different services, you could repeat this process across the line for the multiple services that you offer. Um, if you only offer one service, you could go out there and think of different ways to target people who may have that condition based off various different things. For example, you could do eating habits, you could do drinking habits. So if you, for example, um, if you drink alcohol or, or a heavy consumer of it and you're in a specific age range, then you could create content relating to those specific topics that could relate to the prostate cancer as well and kind of guide people down into that uh, journey. Also, if you might not drink as much water as other people, that could be another thing that you could potentially target as a specific target. So then you could go and communicate that message to that wider audience. So, 
while going through this, you could look at the different symptoms that people have, different concerns. And no matter what type of business you have, you could find various ways to go out there and communicate this message to the masses so people are able to go and find that content in regards to what, they're, uh, what you relate to. So now you have a plethora of topics and you know how to go out there and position your company by talking about uh, the different uh, factors that make your institution different than others. What you want to do is then inside of the content that you're creating is figure out ways to differentiate yourself from others. And the best way to do that is to take the people or the top things within your institution and incorporate them into your content. For example, if you're the urologist yourself, you could go out there and you could pull in poll quotes from yourself and you could figure out ways to go and position yourself as that expert within the piece by quoting yourself. Then you could get the nurse and the uh, receptionist and the customer acquisition person and the customer relations person to integrate their quotes as well. By being able to see a multifaceted amount of people going out there and presenting their personal brands within that content that you're kind of developing, what you're doing is you're building a strong sense of trust into that piece of content because you're not only explaining how the process works and all the symptoms around it, you're incorporating your team into that piece. So one, uh, people are getting to familiarize yourself themselves with you and the people who work with you so they feel a sense of affinity towards the people that they're working with then on the other hand what you're also able to do is you're able to get people to go out there and see the multiple layers of what it takes to really go out there and see what this institution is able to do to take things even further, what you could do is you could get a few different customers who have experienced the positive difference with your product or service or whatever it is, and you can incorporate their uh, what they say as well. You could take poll quotes from them, you could take full-length features, you could take testimonials, and you could incorporate them through the process as well. And when you're thinking about creating content like this, uh, most content nowadays is written, but video's been kind of reaching up there in regards to what people are doing as well. So now you have two different types of content that people are really looking at. And what you want to do is you want to maximize your effort in creating this content so a lot of people out there are able to see it and find it. So the best thing to do is incorporate your video content into the written content as well. Now, the best way to do this is to incorporate a comprehensive piece that talks about all the different forms of content that you are all the different forms of things that you talked about at the very top. So when people come to your page, they have the opportunity to decide whether or not, A, they want to read the content and see it at, in its uh, whole, or they want to go and watch the video and have that relay the information to them. Now, some people will go above and beyond and watch both the video and the read the content as well. But you want to make sure that um, when you're delivering uh, content of this nature, that you're not skimping on the information that's being relayed and you're able to tell the comprehensive story in both forms of content.
Next, as you're going through the content, especially if you created something that's about 2,500 words or more, what you want to do is incorporate video type content into all the different subsections that are below. That way, let's say someone didn't have the opportunity to watch the full video above that talks about the whole service that you're discussing holistically. They're able to go down into the various different sections and watch a video segment that is dedicated strictly to that specific area of the content. Now, if you create your original piece of video content in the right way, when you go up there to chop up that piece of content, it's going to be very easy for you to go and disseminate this content. So you can separate these different uh, sections into the various areas where they need to go. This also gives you the opportunity to not only have pictures and written word of your content, uh, of your other people within your organization and your written content, but people are able to get to know, like, and trust and get to rely on your people in regards to seeing them in a real time on those videos because they'll get a uh, a general concept of the personality of these people along with uh, building rapport with them too because they'll be able to see how friendly and nice they are and how well they communicate through the video format as well. Now, when you think about what you want to do with this content, uh, you have to think about the placement of it. So most people will go out there and they'll take this content and they'll only put it on, let's say, their website, for example. Now, while the website is generally the best place to put this content, it's also lacking when we think about all the different ancillary networks out there to go out there and uh, share and disperse content in various ways. So when we think about it, uh, a lot of people just put it onto their website, set it, forget it, uh, go out there, insert their keywords, their meta tags, and all the every other things that they need to do to go and optimize their content for search engine optimization. And when they're kind of going out there and doing this, they kind of overlook the fact that other systems out there have internal um networks of people who would find interest in the content and also have distribution methods to get this out to a wider audience. Some of these are like Quora, Medium, LinkedIn, um, these places, uh, Substack, and so forth. Um, these places have large audiences that already tune in to the content that they go out there and create. So when we think about going out there and communicating this message, sure, we want to hail our website as the place that people go out there and put the content on first, because this gives people the opportunity to go out there and have that content resonate with people. And you have the branding and everything along with it to kind of go out there and hail that. You also want to consider all the different places that you could place this content to. So what you want to do is you want to take this content and you want to syndicate it onto other networks like Quora, Medium, LinkedIn, and so forth. So more people are able to see that content. Now, a lot of people are scared of the um, search and the ramifications when you go out there and take one piece of content and post it into multiple places. 
they're under the belief that it would ding you for SEO and you would get a lower search result because you're putting duplicate content out there. Now, Google and other platforms, they have the ability to go out there and recognize that one platform as opposed to another um, has their own internal networks for one. And two, um, they also have the indicator out there that um, knows that when you're the author of a specific piece of content, that that segregates you from other places out there. So what that means is when you're creating content under your business name or your personal name, and it's the same in another place, Google and other places like that are able to understand that you are the creator of that. And in regards to this process, they're able to disseminate that knowledge and understand that your content is not working against your content again. So this gives the opportunity for your content to still rank significantly higher, but also take advantage of ancillary networks. For example, if you put something under a specific topic on Quora where people might be already looking for that specific type of content, you have people who are following that topic for one and that question for two. So your content could go out there and reach hundreds, thousands, if not tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands more people than it originally could from your website. Because when content lives on your website, what you have to do is you have to kind of for, uh, you kind of have to wait for people to come in to go and consume that content. But when you're out there and you're combined onto like a syndication network, what it does is it gives you the ability to go out there and distribute that content to other people. And the other content uh, marketing platforms are going out there and pushing that content out for you. Now, um, when you're also creating this content, what you want to do is, since we talked about going out there and creating a wide array of different subjects to kind of go out there and cover, you want to think about an interlinking strategy. Um, what I mean by that is, let's say you talk about prostate cancer, for example, as the primary topic. But then you go out there and you create another uh, piece that says um, the types of things that could cause uh, prostate cancer. Or you make like three or five different ancillary pieces in regards to that content to go and target similar audiences that could be brought into it. What you want to do is you want to interlink all these articles together. And what I mean by interlinking is going out there and creating links within one article to the next article to the next article. So while people are reading that content, they can link back and read all the other types of content in relation to it. Now, this interlinking strategy, what this does is it indicates that one piece relates to another piece. And when we think about search uh, engine optimization at large, what this really does is it highlights the fact that a lot of content out there um, <clears throat> doesn't have a source and isn't linked to, which means it's not a reliable place for people to go and consume content. However, when you start interlinking things together, the search engines are able to identify that, oh, this is a trusted for this type of content. So what they do is by putting more of these uh, 
places of content together and buckets of content, they're able to combine and see that this has more domain authority here than somewhere else. And it also gives you the ability for uh, when you're talking to a um, person within your industry or a potential client or something, the ability to go out there and connect from one factor to another factor to another factor to really understand that there's a more comprehensive journey at hand so they could go down and get more of the information that they're seeking, especially when it comes to big topics like maybe prostate cancer or something of the nature. Uh, it's about time for us to hop off for another commercial break. You can find me at Mr. Leonard Kim on Twitter, and we'll be back after this commercial break. Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get amplified. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. This is Grow Your Influence Tree. To reach Leonard Kim or his guest, call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Hey everyone, welcome back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Uh, we talked a lot about going out there and catering content for the search engines in regards to how to go out there and make stellar content that people are really going to go out there and see. And we also talked about how to go out there and highlight your personnel and emphasize the success of your business within the pieces of content that you're creating. And we've also talked about how to go out there and interlink that content. Now what we want to do is talk about the, uh, <clears throat> and we also talked about um, platforms to go out there and syndicate your content on so it gets more distribution than other places of content. Now, 
if you're a small organization, you're in regards to content creation, a lot of places will only get like 10, 20, 30 reads on your content. And if you're a larger organization, you might get about 300 reads on your content. And those are the average numbers that we really see when we look at the trends for how much um, people really consume that type of content. Now, you might not think that's a lot, but there are ways to go out there and get more eyeballs on that content. One is if you have a more comprehensive piece of content um, and you do move up the ranks into like the first few pages of Google, you could get maybe 25,000 to 50,000 to in some cases over 160,000, if not more uh, eyeballs on that content every single year, which turns it into a uh, piece of content that really goes out there and drives new business for your organization year after year. So by going out and creating one piece of content that's very a signature piece of content that goes out there and resonates with others, you have the ability to go out there and have long-term growth with what you're doing. So a lot of traffic has the ability to come into your business and that could turn into a lot more customers for your particular organization and the products and services that you offer. Now, at the same time, when we think about that, uh, what we really have to do is consider how to go out there and get that uh, content seen by more people. Now, when we think about search engines and so forth, uh, what they do is they not only track keywords for specific target information that goes out there, they also uh, factor in, one, how many people come and view that content or read it and consume it, and two, um, how long they stay on that page. So the longer, the more information that's on your page, the longer a page time visit will be for someone who's visiting your page. So let's say, for example, someone normally stays on a page for about 30 seconds and it's about 500 words long. If you extend your content to about 2,500 words, the average time that someone stays on that page will increase significantly from 30 seconds to maybe a minute to maybe two minutes to two and a half minutes because you'll have some of those people who stay there for the full 30 minutes or so to consume all the content on that page. So the longer you have someone who's on that page uh, who's able to go and consume that content, the higher it ranks for the search engines because now it's being seen as a trusted source of information where people are really going out there and disseminating that content and really absorbing what's on it. And those indicators are difficult to get when you go and you post a piece of content and you just put it strictly onto your website. So you have to think about other ways to get that content onto your uh, distributed to as many people as possible. So you want to implement as many tactics that you possibly can. Uh, one of the most common ways to do this is through email marketing. A lot of people with their organizations, what they do is they set up a list where they go and, uh, and gather the emails of the people who join their list, and then they go and push content out to them. Now, content from an email list gets maybe about 10 to 30% of people who will go out there and open up that content and usually has around that same percentage when it comes to a click-through rate for people who go out there and consume that content even further. 
So if you're not working on an email building strategy already, that's something that you really need to consider because what you're doing is you're driving more people to that specific website. So more people are staying on that page, gathering that information, consuming it, learning about it, and also triggering, triggering those indicators that go off to Google and other places, showing that that's a great piece of content, which integrates it even further into wanting to boost up into the search engine. So let's say your content's normally on page 18 of Google. By going out there and pushing content out to your email list, it has the opportunity to maybe move to 15, 12, 9, or 7, or something like that, and move up into the ranks. The other factors that we have to consider is social media. With social media, we discussed earlier that a lot of people are on like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and so forth. So what we have to do is we have to share our content through those channels as well. Now, when you have a 2,500 word or more piece, that gives you the opportunity to open up with that one piece of content that you created, dozens and dozens of different ways to go and present it onto social media because you could take tidbits of the most uh, intriguing parts of that and go and share that content online. So when you go and share that content through social media, you have different entry points that people are going to see in regards to the content. Now, with social media, you're only getting about 10 to 20% of your followers who are going to go out there and see that post. So, for example, if you have, um, let's say, 100,000 people who follow your organization, maybe 10,000 to 15,000 people are going to be seeing that content, um, which... Um, it's normally how the algorithm works. However, if you have a stellar piece of content, that could get expanded, and if it goes viral, you'll get more people on the tail end seeing that content as well. <coughs> how well a piece does on social media is another indicator that the search engines go and take up into their consideration of how they go and factor a page. So if you have a lot of people coming in and staying for a long time, sharing that post and talking about it, then that triggers more indications to the search engine to go and boost up that piece of content even further into the search engine rankings. Now, what takes things even further is you've spent a lot of time and effort to go out there and creating these uh, ethereal pieces of content that really stand out in the search engines and so forth. Uh, what you have to really consider is what does it take to get that seen as much as possible? Now, Facebook, Quora, LinkedIn, Reddit, and a lot of these other places, Twitter and so forth, they have advertising tools that are built into these platforms. Now, these advertising tools, what they kind of allow you to do is go out there and talk about these platforms at scale, or talk about your content at scale. So by going out there uh, in the same way that you would go out there and create a social media post, you're able to take the link to your content, take an intro to it, an image or a video, and put that onto an uh, ad platform. And with this, you get an insane amount of targeting options that really work for your benefit. So for example, let's say your business is located in Los Angeles. Um, you have the ability where you could target uh, people who live within specific zip codes, one, or two, within a specific radius of where you are, 
Or you could change it so that you could go to the entire United States, or you could go to the entire world, or you could target uh, specific places in Asia, specific places in Europe, and so forth to get that content specifically to the audience that you want. Now, in regards to this, uh, that gives you a lot of options for what you're doing. You also have the opportunity where you could target people by age range and other specific events that happen in someone's life. For example, if you're looking to target to new parents, you could uh, find people specifically who just had a kid or had a significant event that happened in their life, or even people who are looking for purchasing new vehicles. So that gives you the opportunity to go out there and take all these different life events and really factor in exactly what it is that you want to do and who your target market is. So if you worked well on figuring out exactly who your target is and what exactly it is that they do, um, you have the opportunity to get that content out to more people. So let's say people with um, prostate cancer or usually over 55 years old, uh, you can make your ad targeted specifically to people in that ad range. And as more people click onto that content, what you're able to do is you're able to get some people who you're able to get ads where you're paying maybe 10 cents for someone to read that piece of content to a dollar to $2, sometimes up to $10, depending on what type of content you're going out there and creating. So let's say you're able to get maybe 10,000 more people to see that piece of content that you created in regards to prostate cancer. Because, um, and let's say you spent about 20 cents each for those um, additional views. So for that extra $2,000 investment that you made on your piece of content for those extra 10,000 eyeballs, um, your content got a lot more than probably everything below page five on Google. And because of that, uh, Google is able to realize that you have more data that goes to that specific page than your competitors. And with that in mind, what it is able to do is see that as more of an authoritative piece of content that's out there compared to others. So it uses all those different indicators that come onto your page and pushes that content up further into the search engines. And through putting things further into the search engine, what it does is it helps you rank higher than your competitors. So by using all these ancillary ways to go out there and put more emphasis onto the content you're creating, you have the ability to go out there and move your content from page uh, from like page 18 to page 15 to page 12 to page 9 to page 6 to so forth and move your way all, all the way up to the first page of Google. Now, by making those types of investments, uh, what you're able to do is... Uh, build out the long-term growth of your specific page so you have more domain authority for exactly what it is that you're doing. Now, when you take all those factors in mind, uh, what you're able to do is build a more long-term and sustainable business that's able to withstand the test of time because uh, other content marketers out there are going to kind of focus on creating the content that falls into the norm, the 500 page, uh, word range, and make content that really doesn't um, create 
that much of an impact when it comes to going out there and resonating with the audience at hand. But as you have this long-form content that really goes out there and resonates with more people, it's going to have the ability to attract more people into your business and build more results while building up your reputation at the same time. So by going out there and building a content marketing strategy like this, you have the ability to really go out there and resonate with more people and build a more sustainable business that has year-over-year growth because you're focusing on all the key aspects that people are really looking for when it comes to your tangible business. And the wider that you go with all the different offerings and positionings that you can, the more ways that you have to really go and attract a key audience into one, really resonating with your business, and two, going out there and building a sustainable model that uh, withstands the test of time and brings uh, long-term success to exactly what it is that you're doing for your business. Now, this works across all industries. It works in B2B, it works in SaaS, it works in software, it works in tech, it works in healthcare, it works in products, it works in services. Any type of industry that you could really think of, this type of strategy has a long-term growth and it has the ability to really go out there and make an impact for exactly what it is that you're doing. Um, if you're looking for assistance in really how to go out there to do this, uh, there's a lot of great sources that you can really go find online. You could also check out my book, um, Ditch the Act, uh, to learn more about how you could do this and tie it in more with your personal brand. Uh, I wanted to thank everyone for joining us for another episode of Grow Your Influence Tree, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for making us part of your week. Listen for Grow Your Influence Tree with Leonard Kim every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Stand out, stand apart, and become a top influencer. We'll see you here next week.